0: Welcome to The Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the re of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And here we are. We are here at the end, friends, all together at the end, the end of uh, America, but more importantly, the end of, <laughs> car- the end of Carpenter Month. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. And, and what a fitting uh, way to go out here, I think. Um, Truly. Truly. an ACAB movie for all seasons, folk. Uh, We are unfortunately not reviewing the original Assault on Precinct 13, but however, the remake, the 2005 remake of Assault on Precinct 13.
0: Yeah, um, I I actually was going to watch both of them in one go. Um, I just was too tired, so I haven't seen the original yet but i did see this one most importantly i uh
1: as the dutiful scholar rewatched yes. <laughs> uh solid on Prison 13 uh, yes, yes. the 1976 film uh, a couple days ago and it holds up i thought i was like yeah maybe it's like i don't know like racist or something but uh, it's not like it's just fun it's just a fun film um it's clearly you know just uh, carpenter trying to make rio bravo the howard hawks film mm. and uh, i don't know he does a pretty good job like it's just a more violent rio bravo um with a, a just as good score like rio bravo has a great score and carpenter i think john carpenter's assault in precinct 13 has one of the best scores one and, and especially one of the best john carpenter scores like top five for me
0: Stamp. that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to watch the original. I mean, in, in case it isn't up apparent at this point you know, <laughs> in our show's run, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I'm a fan of his work. It's just, yeah, I was too sleepy the other night and very busy week. But, you know, something to look forward to after after this slog, because the remake is not great. Not great. Not good, folks. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a wild it's a wild piece um it's a wild piece of work uh the director is this french dude uh jean-francois richet yeah some um, fucking frog he's directed uh something called inner city uh ma 60 va cracker
1: yeah, I, that's, like, a loose translation is my understanding of, of the uh, of the French title. But it's it's something about, like, so 6T is, like, a slang for cité, which is, like, the, like, inner city slash suburbs of, of Paris. Um, gotcha. Where, you know, it's, it's a low-income folk live. Um, gotcha. And then cracker is literally, like, crack. Um yeah, I, I so there's different titles and I think they kind of mean like uh Crack City or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um but yeah, the his first two films are 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 like Inner City Paris um like gangster type films or like gang films. Um, sure. there was a ton of them in the in the 90s. Uh, there's a a film called La Haine which is another one starring uh, Vincent Cassell. Uh, that that's uh, there's a Criterion Blu-ray of that one I know, but uh, it was a popular genre. These kind of inner city uh, Paris films.
0: Yeah, and that kind of sensibility definitely comes through uh, a lot in this in this remake. Yeah. Um, everything from like the 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 way the plot is structured to the aesthetics of the way they shoot the precinct and the shootouts and everything. Uh, a, a lot of the characters are very like early uts white boy what a white boy imagines like the inner city to be like oh yeah for sure for sure you know and i
1: think that has as much to do with uh jean francois as the screenwriter james de Monaco. uh he's the guy who wrote the robin williams progeria film jack amazing um, amazing and he also wrote i believe all of the purge films
0: you know i've heard those are like good schluck. yeah um, and they, they get progressively better like actually ethan hawk is in the first one that's right um that's right the first one's kind of just like very like oh this is a neat concept but it doesn't do much with it it's just like this stupid home invasion but then like as they introduce more like very blatant and unsubtle politics shit it just like it, it it's in the zeitgeist now as, as they say you know yeah no i've heard even the tv shows good uh, I forgot it was a TV yeah, show cuz yeah. I I remembered there was a trilogy and then there was like the prequel it's like how like how we got to the purge yes. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And was that purge election year? I I don't I think I think so. I think, yeah. so. I think um, so. I've never I've literally never seen any of them and I do, I do want to see them. I know a lot of leftists uh, actually do enjoy those films and say they have decent politics. So
0: yeah, and it's one of those things where like it's such a dumb obvious concept, but like if if you just take that on face value and run with it it can act as a metaphor for some interesting and relevant storytelling which which is kind of like what we look for in this show i think (laughs) but like we 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 only find all too rarely yeah
1: there's hints of it in this movie you know like it has something there Mm -hmm. but then uh everything from like the editing to the dialogue really just undermines the the narrative and thematic thrust of this film unfortunately
0: yeah i think this movie what it's trying to say it it came too early if this movie was made not even 10 years later just like seven or eight years later I, i think it would have more contemporary stuff to draw upon um in the way that it like deals with police brutality police police corruption all that stuff um, and it is fundamentally like a, a cop story, so it's it's one of those genre things. Like you kind of just take on face value as you go into it. Um, Ethan Hawke is like a hero cop, and yeah. that's from the original, I imagine. Um, so it, like, it, it's not a leftist film, but no, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is like, if if it was made even a few years later, um, it would be more left. It, there would be more kind of there. To, that kind of stuff to like at least point to and pull from uh then yeah. we got here
1: yeah no i think that's accurate um what is interesting though the director john francis roche he is a marxist or a, a show he claims um apparently the uh ma 60 cracker movie uh has <laughs> a lot of uh marxism in it so
0: i want I, I want to be clear to the audience the way this is spelled is it's it's in french only the first word is capitalized m a space number the numeral six dash capital t space v a space c r a c k dash e r yep wild wild
1: and <laughs> wild no and then if you uh if you go on amazon you can find it and it's called there it's called crack space six dash t Crack-6-T. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Crack-city. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so. <laughs> Fucking wild. With that insanity out of the way, uh, we, we can get to the cast. The cast is pretty interesting. Um, we have the aforementioned Ethan Hawke. We have Lawrence Fishburne. Um, we have ProCon mascot, uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he is unironically uh interesting and good in this movie yeah, I yeah for sure he, he he's doing a, he's doing a good thing um maria Bello, um jeffrey quote-unquote rule atkins <laughs> um soprano zone sweetheart drea de mateo uh matt craven brian dennehy gabriel byrne aisha hines and uh curie graham uh so few big names few interesting um kind of more niche names certainly uh Drea and um have that kind of like cult, cult film or TV vibe to them. Um, I think Maria Bello is pretty well known too.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's the wife in uh, History of Violence.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew she looked familiar. I knew she was yeah. familiar.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you have Brian Denhee,
1: great character actor. Um, sure. You know, mo- probably more well known for some of his TV work. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good cast um just yeah unfortunately i mean they have really nothing to work
0: with it's a terrible script i mean yeah this is a classic case of um everyone on screen performs baseline just adequately and in some cases very well it's just the material isn't up to snuff yeah
1: it's also one of those scripts where like everybody says their feelings and motivations (laughs)
0: like
1: constantly yes yes.
0: (laughs) um it does read like a a knockoff sin city crime comic (laughs) where the narration is spoken instead of just like stuck in little narration boxes right yeah like you know like it just um yeah not needed dozens of more passes in the script oh yeah
1: for sure um so it was made for 30 million dollars and its box office haul was only 35.3 million <laughs> so yeah. quite the flop um yeah 59 percent tomato meter 48 percent audience score that
0: is fucking shocking yeah that's really high on for the both tomato meter. on both counts
1: it's true yeah that no definitely like if you're a fan of the original there's no way you like this film <laughs>
0: If you have seen movies before, how do you like this? <laughs> right. Like, right? I mean, like it, it's yeah, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not the worst movie I've ever even seen for this show, certainly. No. Um, just like, I don't know. You, uh, we 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 have that whole thing where like, oh, we hate raking movies, but we quasi ironically use Rotten Tomatoes numbers. But like, I'm gonna rank this one. I, I would put it like at a twenty percent. Like, oh, it's, it's low. not yeah. It's not good. It's <laughs> no. I was I was surprised by that. Um, like even if you're just a fan
1: of the actors, like you've seen all of these people in better versions of this movie. Like you know, like yeah, if you're an Ethan Hawke yeah. fan and you're a Training Day fan, like what are you getting out of this movie? Yep. yep.
0: Uh, Fishburne has been in so much better stuff than this. Um, Drea De she she kind of plays like a an Adriana character here. Yeah, just like if adriana made it into witness protection program without chrissy and she she <laughs> yes. has <to> work
1: <laughs> exactly she even changes her voice i mean it's probably her actual voice you know right right
2: yeah i don't
0: i don't know it's not um not great um so yeah th- this is a remake of the original um i'm how How faithful would you say it is to the original in in terms of like plot structure i guess um plot structure is
1: pretty faithful I mean, you know you get everything out of the way within the first act and then the second and third actor oh you know kind of just they kind of meld together because they're just the siege um right. yeah, it's just like the the character and the flavor of the siege that's different um in the original it is the Uh, I think the gang is called, like, the Street Thunder, and they're a multiracial gang. And that's actually something they say. There's, like, these radio advertisements or or radio announcements. are like, oh, there was a crime last night, and it was the Street Thunder gang, a... A uh, uniquely uh diverse group of uh street <laughs> hooligans <laughs> it's, it's literally like oh sjw and Tifa. It's yeah like <laughs> and, no it is it's funny so there's like asian guys there's black guys there's white guys and and i was i was looking at the credits and like you know these very un-pc terms they use like they call the one guy the oriental warlord <laughs> Fuck yes. yeah i was <laughs> like holy crazy. shit yep this is 1976
0: folks <laughs> that's amazing um <laughs> And yeah, I mean, uh, when I when I was watching this, I was thinking of like other attempts to remake Carpenter movies. Um, there's the infamous Thing prequel, uh, where all the special effects are done in CGI. Oh, I almost um, I almost put that on our list, but I just I can't do it. No, I I really have no interest. It just, it just se- I I just know like I've seen the scene where I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead she she swings and tries to kill a thing and the fire axe gets stuck in the wall and it's like oh that's how the fire axe got stuck in the wall at the norwegian base camp oh my god fuck it's, that it's it's so stupid it's it's like the nerd wiki brain yeah, like yeah. we have to justify every detail every fucking one. detail of this movie yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's like th- this little throwaway prop thing that some like set designer assistant probably just threw on there because it looks cool yeah that's that's um, yeah awful there's that one that there, there's the infamous uh rub zombie halloween remakes right Rob zombie halloweens there's the fog remake um yep, yep.
1: that also looked trash i didn't want to do that one um there's probably other ones i can't remember but uh yes yeah, i think i to think, say they all suck
0: yeah I, I think this one is just the weirdest one that's kind of why we latched onto it like marxist french guy remakes assault on precinct 13 yeah Um, i mean and jonathan rosenbaum
1: sort of likes this movie like i remember reading one of his capsule reviews and i was like damn do i have to fucking
0: watch this movie one day (laughs) jesus oh man um but yeah i I guess my my original point in bringing up the other remakes was like i i don't want to say it's impossible to remake carpenter because like theoretically anything is possible um i mean assuming they still make movies in the future (laughs) but um the his script his scripts tend to be like simple and straightforward stories like there's there's not much nuance or complications or complexities to the plots but that is such a strength because like his aesthetic and his 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 like mood and tone and like everything that he establishes um just visually it it, you get kind of caught up in that and the simplicity of the stories works in their favor um And that's just completely antithetical to, like, every remake I've ever seen of his of his stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, well,
1: I think it's also just antithetical to the majority of remakes that we see, especially in this time period. So, like, mm-hmm. in 2007, we have the 310 to Yuma remake. And I was thinking of that the whole time I was watching this movie because they're very simple stories, the originals. In the original 310 to Yuma, you have two guys in a hotel room. Uh, one sheriff and one is a, an outlaw, and they're waiting for the 310 train to Yuma, and then they finally go onto the streets of Yuma, and then they get on the train. That's the movie. That's it. But the the remake, <laughs> oh, yes. the James Mangold remake with uh, Christian Bale and uh, Russell Crowe, like they go yep. on this elaborate journey. Like they they blow shit up. Like it's it's this big action movie. Right. Right. Um, and I don't remember hating it when I saw it and I had seen the original first, but still it's why complicate this story, um, for a modern audience, you know, are, are, are the Hollywood executives that like cocaine fueled that they think right. like everybody in a modern audience wants, you know, this bullshit. I, I, I mean, I guess so. Cause this is all they keep
0: churning out. I think, um, This isn't as prevalent now because, like, I think producers are catching on to the idea that, like, a decently told movie can really get a lot of mileage just out of, like, a good aesthetic. Like, John Wick. Like, those are so simple. Oh, yeah. And they're just so stylized, but people love them and, like, good, that works. But, like, back when this was being made and back, um, just, like, around this time frame, like, I know (laughs) it's kind of, like, in addition to the MCU, another one of our... um repetitive dead horses that we always just wail on is like the early aughts era because that that era is hell it It really is hell um from a cultural standpoint at least and from a political standpoint Eh, both yeah Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um there was a sentiment like of the movies being made it's like everything has to be like complex and like it mature and um you you can't like just have simple straightforward stories because like people need all this detail like they, they need these things like dressed up in this very like superficial understanding of maturity um i think of something even as like mass marketed lowest common denominator like the transformers movies the michael bay movies yeah. like they, there is so much like just packed into every scene like so much so many details and like line readings and and references and acronyms and like military slang and, and like transformer stuff like it goes in one ear at the other like it washes over you you can't even like follow what's going on um and not to say that like this movie is very similar to the Transformer movies <laughs> but but i, I got the same kind of sense that like we need to dress it up and like add all these details so that like nobody's really gonna like follow everything that's being said but like the volume of superficial detail that we pack in will like make it more mature and make it more quote-unquote realistic right yeah i mean you know there's a lot of backstory shit right like you you get a lot of that in these type
1: of movies especially this fucking one i mean to to it starts with the backstory to bring it right to bring it back to the actual film itself i mean it starts out with this ridiculous prologue um for character, <laughs> i do kind of love, love it though. i I saw so that meshed. note i was like he thinks the opening is great does he mean the opening after the prologue or <laughs> <laughs>
0: no the prologue's amazing I don't, okay i don't i don't mean great i mean like okay so i guess we'll just we'll just start yeah. the, the plot breakdown um we open up with a shot of ethan hawk as a crackhead in his underwear sitting on a dirty couch uh essentially um and he he's doing this drug deal with some russian guy who has a big dog played by of deadwood
1: fame yeah amazing um
0: and they're trying to do a a drug deal um and and then like ethan hawk like to prove that he's like hardcore um like he insults his girlfriend and he calls in like his other junkie roommate and he starts slapping him around he's like yeah this is my dog you, you you little shit like you 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 do what i tell you i give you treats i slap you around and you run drugs and yeah you're just gonna take it And the guy's like "Yeah, oh, okay <laughs> like, what is going on and then the serbians um back up his bodyguard um he pulls a gun and he's like oh i saw you i saw you at the the trial for my brother because you're a cop yeah and then of course the, the the ruse is up and ethan hawk and his his two his two roommates there are are undercover police agents um on a bust and they just pull guns and in the in the chaos both of the both of the other police officers are killed yeah and um and ethan, ethan hawk cradles his dying um police officer uh comrade um as he screams for help um cut to credits or cut to opening credits rather it's just yeah like,
1: ridiculous <laughs> uh, it's 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 just so poorly shot like and, it, and it's shot yeah. um unlike anything else in the film as well yes like it yes. has um that kind of yellow filter on it and i feel like the way it's shot and edited it's kind of like wannabe tony scott um although i who, do like who? the first few shots of just ethan hawk talking um where it's like doing yep. these like jump cuts while he's talking i was like okay i can get behind this if the rest of the movie kind of looks like this it might be interesting but yeah. it just stops looking like that after the prologue
0: who is tony scott
1: uh tony scott is the director of stuff like uh man on fire deja vu yes yes uh, yes, yes, yes top
0: gun and that's uh, man on fire is like perfect example of like the style yeah. they were going for here oh yeah. Um, kind of like hardcore like plans within plans within plans and we're going to try to outsmart each other and like it's gritty and and you're just got to pull your gun out and you can't hesitate kind of like that that whole affect
1: yeah no definitely um but then the yeah, the rest of the the rest of the movie doesn't look like this at all um yeah
0: i i actually
1: appreciate the aesthetic of the rest of the movie i mean it's it's like yeah. kind of a blue filter for the rest of the movie but it also makes sense cuz they're in a blacked out police station during a snowstorm
0: and if you wanted to be generous you could say like the 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 warmer filter was when ethan huck was like oh this is his happy like this is when he's at the top of his game like he he's he hasn't been like rendered metaphorically and 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 literally as we find out impotent um by his failure to protect his his fellow agents. um But like, there's no thematic bullshit to this. No, no <laughs> to I, this I don't want to be type. that generous to that prologue. <laughs> no, not sorry. No. A, a a selfish <laughs> read for this one. A selfish <laughs> read.
1: I think it's one of the only scenes though that has like a pretty convincing um digital squib and i'm not even sure if it is digital squib it could be actual squib mm-hmm. for yep. when titus welver gets his head blown off but yeah that,
0: that was pretty that was not awful yeah <laughs> it, was not it was pretty awful. good like i yeah. was like yeah it's actually
1: I, I think it seemed pretty digital and i generally don't like digital squib like i like all the john wick films but they're all it's all digital just, squib yeah. because i mean it's just obviously more cost effective and you can actually you know stay on your shooting schedule uh, instead of having to clean up all the blood uh, right right but like um, you know, it just it, it loses me a little bit the, no, one of the just, um the takashi katano um uh zatoichi movie also has digital squib and it's a pretty early one too and uh yeah i i love the film but it's it's just not it's not as cool
0: as like giant torrents
1: of blood gushing out of a
0: person <laughs> right yeah um matt chrisman has been doing a lot of solo streams and like one of the things he keeps talking about he talks about film a lot lately and one of the things he talks about is squibs it's like how how that's such like a perfect symbol of the way hollywood has changed now because um if you're not the the insurance premiums for like using real guns loaded with blanks and using squibs just like it there is no way to economically justify that under capitalist mode of filmmaking oh so like for sure they barring a few exceptions like if i don't know if like scorsese would ever want to do like a crime film and and like specifically use squibs like someone with his level of clout like barring that we'll just never see it again it's going to be digital because it's so much cheaper and the whole point is to maximize profits
1: yeah no for sure but i mean even in the irishman it's all digital squib
0: that um is true i do think there's an argument to be made that like kind the the kind of shitty de-aging that they did kind of goes hand in hand with that and it almost works on like a brechtian level of like (laughs)
1: everything's (laughs) digital in this movie (laughs) well yeah it's it's like
0: these are like the memories of an old lonely old man at the end of his life and he was always an old man and like the the violence was always never what he understood it to be so like you, you could you could make that argument and with someone like scorsese like i i Give him a lot more leeway than someone like this fucking knockoff Tony Scott ass- yeah, <laughs> asshole. Yeah,
1: asshole. Well, actually, and I don't um, think it looks all that bad in *Irishman* either. Like, no, it, it
0: it doesn't. But like it, it is not prosthetic. It is not like tangible. Right. Yeah. No, and it's noticeable. I mean, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been. uh kind of rewatching some old uh Corman, like New World pictures films and yeah. Oh, I just yeah. I love those oh, yeah. those squibs and that fake blood is great. It doesn't even pretend yeah. to look realistic. It's like fucking paint. They just like got a fucking paint can or just put it in a like paint in a balloon and popped it. Like it's just
0: incredible. Well that that's another delicate art that like film some like film nerds are really into like the idea of like fake blood, but it has to look fake the correct way. Hmm. Like um it has to it obviously it isn't going to look like filming real blood would would look but it can't be too bright and runny it has to have like that kind of visceral thickness and, and drippiness to it um okay, i guess i'm just name dropping the the film people i listen to a lot like that <laughs> um jay bauman from the red letter media crew um one of his like favorite things to talk about is fake blood and he he has like a, a preferred uh, recipe for making fake that's amazing. He, yeah, yeah yeah nice that he's into um i I am hard on the red letter media guys sometimes, but like i I have come around to them and I, I think they have like a lot of good takes and like perspectives on things, but um that's neither here nor there because <laughs> I, because I also mentioned to to note that <laughs> that I thought ethan hawk was 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 getting was a little too fucking his dog <laughs> for fucking a dog in that scene um i don't know just the the whole the whole opening is is wild and i wish more of the movie had that energy but it does not because no. we cut we shortly cut to um eight months later i believe they say yeah, eight months later um and it's the middle of winter in detroit so like that we're with that palette for literally the rest of the movie um and ethan Hawk is he's kind of getting up he's kind of like oh i'm i'm pissed I'm, i don't want to go to work like i'm i'm I don't want to go into the precinct. I don't want to have to close the precinct today because it's the last day that's open. Um and it's also uh New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. 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 I mean, I actually
1: like I don't mind a lot of the setup after this. Like I actually think it's pretty decent. Like yeah. when we first see him wake up, um, you know, he he's shirtless and and we see like he has a marines tattoo like i don't know it's a semper fi or something so like yeah you know it like tells us okay he's an ex-marine like so it kind of makes sense later when he goes all ham on everybody um and then just like yeah everything the the precinct seems shitty and i I believe the relationships between like him drea di mateo and and Denahi, um and some of the other cops uh, that we see for a few seconds
0: yeah, um, there's some like economical things like that, and I can. There's one that I have in mind in particular when we get to it, um, of of showing not telling, but uh, it they just ruin it because like they they say everything they're thinking, yeah. they say everything that's going on. It's like, oh, well, as you know, like it's the thirty first, and tomorrow's the New Year's Day, <laughs> and we're gonna have to close. We're gonna move to the new precinct then, and oh, I, I hope nothing bad happens. It's <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> come on
1: guys, yeah. come on. I mean there's um, stuff that they have to say out loud like oh well the the phones are going to be cut off at uh, midnight or whatever, you know, there's that kind of right. stuff that that is peppered throughout the original as well. Like there's there's definitely these this expository dialogue that I think that the original um it just it weaves it in well yeah. whereas this film ex- does not.
0: <laughs> Exposition is fine. You need it in any any standard movie. It just it, you have to do it gracefully otherwise yeah. it comes
1: off really awkward yeah and i mean i think carpenter is 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 um yeah pretty deft hand when it comes to that stuff i mean yeah he's not a filmmaker who needs a ton of exposition generally but yeah you know no. if,
0: if necessary he can uh pull it off <laughs> and this is the last thing about ethan hawk specifically his character um he looks very young in this like he, he kind of looks like a little ragamuffin <laughs> he looks like a little kid he 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 has like kind of buck teeth his, his hair's all mussed up he just he's kind of short compared to some like lawrence Fishburne yeah, especially. yeah he's
1: so short compared to, I, is, yeah i don't know if that's real like or if they did that for some I don't, thematic reason I, can't, I don't know i can't
0: imagine they they would think to do that yeah i i, I think <laughs> there's just that height disparity and yeah he just looks like a little little kid like a little regret playing cops and, Ro- cops and robbers yes yeah, <laughs> so- yeah. No, I mean, he, he really
1: does seem like he's play-acting throughout this whole film. Yes. Uh, more than anybody in the movie, honestly. And it's and it's weird because, like, the dude was a training day. Like, I don't, well, I don't know.
0: When, when you say play-acting, do you mean, like, acting as if he were in a theatrical play or, like playing at acting playing acting like as if he was a child
1: who was pretending no, like okay, you said like okay. pretending to be uh, <laughs> you know cops and robbers like it doesn't even seem like he's actually been to like acting school like yeah, no, so he's, bad
0: and he's he's a great actor I, I haven't yeah. seen much m- like many of his films but like First Reformed is amazing and he carries that um it's just yeah he, he's he's just playing cops and robbers and dressing up in his my, my first cop, cop <laughs> uniform um so yeah he goes to work at precinct at the titular precinct 13 um everything's a mess everything's getting packed up um we get a real kind of gratuitous beefcake shot of jay matteo and and like her legs and fishnets yes. cheesecake. she's like very
1: isn't that what it is isn't it cheesecake is for ladies and beefcake is for guys uh,
0: yes that yeah yeah that's accurate um <laughs> I I am in favor of abolishing the gender binary there so I was flipping it up. There <laughs> you go. Cheesecake shot of Jamaica. J- 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 um and we got like intro- introduction of her character. She's a secretary. She like she used to date bad boys, but she's trying to she's trying to walk on the on the right side of the of the law now. She's talking about like having sex
1: at a baseball
0: stadium. Uh, yes. Yes. And it, it like these guys Are just like oh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just <laughs> like like jaws <laughs> agape just like mm-hmm. Drooling, and she's like, Oh, well, you know, if if now I'm trying to date cops instead of like robbers, so like maybe you guys can shoot your shot sometime. They're like, "Uh uh (laughs) Oh, it's it's so dumb. Um, yeah, so the story is like the it's the last day of the old precinct. They're the only ones that will be manning the station are Ethan Hawk. Um, I'm just gonna call her Adriana because I forget the character, uh, and then the 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 most archetypal of chubby old Irish cops. Hell yeah. Um, just wh- which actor is this? Uh, it's Brian um, Dennehy, officer yeah, Jasper okay. O'Shea. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, just like, give him a, give him a, um, give him a billy club and let him like right. swirl around his finger as he as he's <laughs> whistling and like strolling on his beat. It's officer Mick, <laughs> Mick, 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 Mick. Um, yeah, he, he he's just hilarious. And then he comes up with the line like, "Oh well, you know, it's my last day. I'm retiring." So I like, yes. "I wonder what is going to happen to wonder this guy." What, what's, I wonder what. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to make what's it to the end of the movie. What's in store for this gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then we cut to, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, um, who's basically playing like one half Morpheus, one half Joker. Yeah, yeah. He he is like the most feared, badass, like, cunning, like 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 intimidating criminal in like all of Detroit. Um, Bishop. It's a good name. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's yeah. It is. Um, and he he wears uh, a purple, bl- a dark purple blazer yeah, throughout the movie, great. just to really drive home the Jokerization. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the same tailor as um as a uh, as Heath Ledger apparently. Uh, but yeah, he he meets one of his crime associates in church. Uh, he he stabs him, which is pretty badass. Uh, but then the whole congregation starts singing Amazing Grace. It's like okay, come on. <laughs> and and that, and that's kind of that. This scene kind of encapsulates like the whole movie. It's like one potentially cool thing. Right. Sitting in a pew with someone at church, stabbing them in the neck, and then just, just walking, walking out. Like, out. like, like that's yep. that, no one that's a very
1: it. yeah yeah like like it's that's badass. like it's
0: cool and it's like just plausible enough that if like oh okay, okay it's a movie and like you can kind of get away with that but then like they just ruin it by having have they have them saying like the most stereotypical like like him like amazing grace over that's like yeah it, it just kills it just kills it goes yeah. overboard no it's true and um
1: yeah and it's, and it's well shot too right like when mm-hmm. uh you know the the cuts that they use when when he like disarms the guy and quickly stabs him in the neck, then walks away. And then we get the eagle eye view of the whole congregation and him just slipping out, you know, down the aisle, out the front door. Um, yeah. It, it just,
0: it works until that moment. Um, but cool as that was, um, he is a Bishop is accosted right as soon as he steps outside and cops try to get him. Um, there's a brief shootout and a brief chase in the church, uh, but Bishop is apprehended. Um, yeah. and is brought to the the, cent- the police headquarters um, to be held there and questioned. This is so cheesy, but I, I, I kind of loved it, and I wish they leaned into this direction more. Um, there's an up-and-down escalator, and going up the escalator is like the, the other cop group that we'll meet in a minute. And then coming down the down escalator is like um, Bishop's Thugs, and they insult each other. And the cop punches one of the thugs, like as they go, as they're passing each other on the escalator, yes. and then they just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> I don't know, like just something about that setup. It, it, it was like neat and kind of goofy at the same time. It was super goofy, um, especially
1: when like the they, the thugs just like stop. They just like they don't try to fight the cops anymore. Yeah, and the cops are just like, no, no, stop, dude, stop. <laughs>
0: so yeah, say, save it, save it for the courtroom or something. Just like save, it save it for the streets. It's like what um but yeah who th- this character is important this this oh gabriel
1: Byrne, yeah duval yeah
0: captain duval captain yeah, duval. yeah. He, he's he's like the the undercover captain um
1: yeah, he's, he's like the crime and racketeering squad captain um gabriel yeah. Byrne is just uh criminally underused here i mean uh like he has he has the perfect face for a role like this, you know, very uh yes, angular, yes. stoic look, but uh I don't know. I mean, he's such a great actor. It's it's a real shame that he does almost nothing in this whole movie. Yeah, no, he he he's
0: barely he's barely in it. Yeah, he's, he really um, is barely in it. So, essentially what it comes down to and and this is the setup like Bishop is being transported with a, with a handful of other criminals um to the jail but en route um the snowstorm the new year's eve snowstorm gets so bad that the the bus transporting them uh is forced to divert um over to precinct 13 of course and they they have, they have to temporarily hold them in the jail cells there um until the storm passes yeah um yeah um it's a
1: pretty good setup i mean it's yeah it's yeah better than the original setup in the original film um what happens in the original film is that there's one inmate who's like sick and he's coughing a bunch he has the rona um (laughs) (laughs) but no he is sick and then they're like oh we got to get him help so let's go to the nearest station what's that oh it's precinct 13 um actually what's funny enough in in uh assault on precinct 13 the original the precinct is actually precinct 9 in district 13 i always thought that was funny it's like you wrote this movie why did you call it this (laughs)
0: damn
1: damn that's interesting that's so strange but um that's why they they divert to precinct 13 in the original and um it's fine it's just it's a little like i don't know it's a little too convenient whereas like a snow, yeah. the snowstorm like it literally stops them from going any further like the bus almost turns over um
0: right yeah it it's one of those like coincidences that would happen one and like once in a hundred years but like you can buy it for a movie because there's a certain amount of buy-in for for watching a movie yeah yeah um, um but
1: uh yeah i don't know so, i guess everything from here on out like for me, everything just kind of blends together because they don't really try to differentiate much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty repetitive at this point because um, all the criminals are locked up in the jail cells in the precinct, um, and one of them is John Lenguizamo, and he he's he is just swinging for the fences. He he's a junkie. He's like itching himself. He's like rambling about because um, he used to be a lawyer. Yeah, apparently, yeah. He and, says like he's he, he about, like, a lawyer. <laughs> constitutional rights and like yes. you have to protect us where we're we're in your custody and you can't just like let us die and like all this great shit um and so we have ethan hawk uh officer irish oh Mac-Mac, um adriana and then the two officers from the bus um yeah and then all, all of a sudden um i think like they oh yeah two people try to two people break two masked men break into the jail cell um and they're about to try to what we imagine is free bishop but um one of the cops sees them and shoots them shoots at them and they run off yeah yeah. Um, one of the
1: cops from the bus
0: yeah and then one of the bus cops dies immediately another one is wounded and is dying uh and then we see a bunch of suvs pull up and more men Load out and they, they start the siege proper of the of precinct 13. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the other two inmates we have are Ja Rule as Smiley. Oh yeah. Uh, he's he's a he's an astrology bro. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he's a Libra. And uh, yep. at one point he says something to Maria Bello, who we haven't mentioned yet. She is the therapist, oh, yeah. she's Ethan Hawk's therapist and she, her car gets stuck um, after she does a session with Ethan Hawke so she has to stay in the precinct as well um, yep. and
0: she's like her, you're an Aries, right? <laughs> and she's like, how did you how know? Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her her name is Dr. Sabian and I kept thinking Dr. Sibian yes. <laughs> I was thinking
1: Dr. Uh, Saban like Haim Saban
0: yep, yep, yep. that's good <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and the thing I thought I was going to mention, like, like the small contributing showing instead of telling um she's trying to leave but like ethan hawk's office at one point but the door is stuck and it's just like oh that's another nice detail of course there's a shitty door in this shitty old precinct yeah but one of um one of the scenes
1: between her and and uh, ethan hawk um it breaks the show uh not tell because Oh, she yeah. just tells the story that we've already been shown uh yep. which is the she just like tells the prologue to him again
0: rent- ren- rendering the prologue pointless
1: <laughs> and i was like what, the, what what if we did that already we could have like i don't know shorn off like at least 10 minutes of runtime here like why did we have to see this if you were going to tell me it? at least and twice and
0: someone else mentions it again yeah and um and sergeant hawk he's very much like little again with the little kid thing he's like flirting like a like a foul mouth like 12 year old would. he's like yeah (laughs) you you want to have sex with me don't you i can tell he he literally says those words (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like if that was like a defense mechanism like this macho bullshit thing that he didn't even believe like that would that would work but like that's given the script way too much credit
1: right and it's also it's a weird line of dialogue if he's the character we're supposed to empathize with or like care about at all it's just like wait you you haven't made me care about this character at all like he's not
0: interesting at at up until this point (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's just this idiot cop who's like oh I, i got my partners killed and i guess i'm torn up about it even though we're told that he's torn up and we don't really get the sense that he's torn up Right. there 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 are some very vague allusions to him being an alcoholic, but again, it's just Maria Bello telling us that he's an alcoholic.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he pops pills too. Uh yeah. yeah. It's <clears throat>
0: it's dumb. The only um, interesting
1: part about the pill popping is when later on in the film mid siege, him and John like Wasamo, are like comparing notes about what what drugs they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Oh, and who's the last inmate? Uh, Um,
1: Aisha Hines, Anna, um, who um, she says she's not a criminal and like didn't do anything. (laughs) They're looking for her sister. Yeah. Um, She would be pretty useless if she didn't get the Tommy gun later in the film. Yes, it is.
0: It is cool. Her character is
1: is redeemed by that fucking Tommy gun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess she can hotwire cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. She also hotwires the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, we have all of these people assembled in the in the uh precinct um defending be- because Ethan Hawk, because like two of the cops essentially are just dead, and, and eventually the one who's wounded does bleed out and die, um, he makes the choice to release and arm the prisoners because they find out that the people attacking them are cops
1: right yeah yeah he goes outside to get into the the van or the the police bus um the corrections bus and he has a, a, a altercation with one of the assailants the uh the the seizures the assaulters of precinct 13 and
0: yep. uh after he stabs him in the eye with an icicle <laughs> probably my favorite kill of the movie um because like yeah they're, they're tussling they're like rolling around beneath the bus and like he can't reach his gun and so he just grabs an icicle and stabs yeah, him in the eye
1: it's hilarious um but then he he, he roots around in, in the dead guy's pocket and he yeah he finds his badge and you know identification that this dude's a cop
0: yep um and then when he he interrogates bishop he learns from bishop that um the man bishop had killed in the church was an undercover cop right um, and that captain uh, Duval. Duval Gabriel yeah, Robert Duval had, um, <laughs> <laughs> had been on having taken a cut of the action for years at this point, and um he was getting greedy and he wanted more of Bishop's profits and Bishop said no. And that is why and, and now, presumably, that they assume that duval knows that everyone inside the building knows duval is invested in killing everyone inside the inside the building
1: right yeah um and and i think you know that's an interesting take um it's an yeah, interesting yeah. change from the original um you know i guess this is where um, uh, john francois frogman's uh marxist bona fides come out <laughs> right in, yes, as opposed to yes. having the the you know, young street gang uh, be the assailers. It is instead uh, cops, crooked cops. So, I mean, you know, kudos. I, I, I like the idea. Um, yeah. It's just, it uh, it's super boring for the rest of this movie. Like every action yes. scene um, just sucks. I mean, it's yep. the editing alone is, is probably what really um, just, I mean it's it's bad it's just bad editing
0: i think the worst example is um after the prisoners are released and armed and um officer o'shaughnessy joyce like (laughs) objects he's like oh you can't like release these prisoners and he draws his gun and then he draws his gun on bishop bishop draws his gun on him everyone pulls out their guns and they have like a a seven-way mexican standoff um they all lower their guns and they're like okay we'll cool down and then uh the Jarul character he's like well no he no ethan hawk says okay let's like we'll calm down and we can introduce ourselves and like we can just talk it out and then immediately ja Rule says oh well let's not everyone start talking all at once and like there should have been a really awkward pause there yeah between those two lines yep. to like justify his sarcastic quip that nobody's talking but like it it is literally. It's like a, it's an actual cut too. It's not like part of the same scene, so like it's just baffling that if you're gonna edit that cut in there, why wouldn't you put <laughs> something in between? Like that's yeah, for sure. That that was the most egregious example to me.
1: And I don't get it because so it's edited. This film was edited by uh, Bill Pankow, who he got started with Brian De Palma. Like he edited nine Damn. of De Palma's films. Um, Body Double snake eyes he even edited his oh. most recent one um you know uh what the uh, what is it the one that we reviewed um the tourist the no not the tourist that other film that was that was the johnny depp that one. was the johnny depp film oh, that would have been better if De Palma made it but the uh all these movies are combined yeah into my whatever <laughs> that that mo- the, the, the like the, the cop one that with terrorists whatever that movie is called um. Uh. It's it's time for that live action movie which <laughs> right now. I can't believe uh, we forgot gonna... a Brian De Palma movie. I don't care. It's okay. it's, it's this it's one. It's a recent one. Domino, domino. Domino. It's a terrible title. Jesus Christ. It's, it's really bad. It's so bad. But yeah, he edited that. And like that's a that's a well edited De Palma film. Even though it's subpar De Palma, yeah. it's still well edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. I don't know what the fuck was going on here. I don't know if uh, Jean Francois like got in the editing bay and just started fucking shit up. I I really do not understand why this film is so poorly edited by a, a master film editor
0: i have a theory um john laguizamo was getting too excited with his new toy and he literally cut the film strip <laughs> because laguizamo like, in the scene when 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 he's armed because everyone grabs weapons and stuff and that and they they go into i guess like the evidence, yeah, walker, the evidence those locker. are the only weapons that are left, left yeah and that's where anna gets her tommy gun laguizamo gets a fucking katana yes it's fucking great oh man and he gets to use it which is even better yes Okay, yeah, that's my favorite kill. That's my yeah, favorite, yeah. favorite the when, he, kills, he kills, when Leguizamo kills a cop with a katana. Yes. It's like, that's the that's the pro con trifecta right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's incredible. Um, yeah, he's like he's like waving it around. He's like, okay. oh look at this! I got I got one. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he, I think he like saves Maria Bello from being like uh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. execution style uh, murdered and uh, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's it's so good. um Anna kills someone with the Tommy gun too, I think. Or at least she shoots like the one mm-hmm. SWAT guy with the shield in the groin.
0: Yeah, I guess that is one interesting thing they did in this movie, and it's 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 pretty subtle and doesn't come up a lot. But there are a number of non fatal gunshots. Um which may which ramps up like the, the superficial superficially realistic aspect of the movie. Um and it just adds like a tactical like complication um like instead of just like every shot because it's it's such like an action movie cliche thing like every shot is an instant kill right so like showing the visceral uh reality of like how violent bullets can be while still not killing people um it's not like rare but like the way they did it here is like i I kind of appreciated it it's just they they don't show it that much and nothing really comes of it
1: no but i mean you know obviously the Like we said, uh, one of the uh, police officers who drives the bus, the way he gets shot. Actually, the way both of them kind of get shot. They both bleed out. One bleeds out more quicker, uh, you know, because where he's shot. But the other guy, yeah, he bleeds out, too. Um, Yeah. And then some of the other uh, assailants, uh, the way they're shot and such is not. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. They're not insta-kills. Yeah. So I think, like, there's definitely a good movie in here somewhere um
0: yeah. like oh uh, yeah they they made it in 1976
1: <laughs> well yeah besides that um but like honestly like it just i want the raw footage to this film um and i think like there could be a really competent tight 95 minute version of this movie mm-hmm. yep um that, that but it's the problem also would be that it, it would be hard to distinguish some of the scenes from one another um because i mean the cinematography is okay but it's um i don't know i mean there's like a lot there's a lot of like close-ups and shit that yeah i mean carpenter wouldn't really do
0: um that just you know what they could have done um they could have had like christmas lights and decorations to like give some different lighting options because like it's like oh it's a party yeah. it's like we're one last night and it's just like christmas was last week yeah i don't know
1: yeah i mean they could have
0: done literally anything that uh, they didn't do and it would be a better film but uh (laughs) 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 i guess that's the story of all bad films really yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah the the siege continues apace um they they try to storm the building a couple times they the defenders kill a few of the attackers um Oh god! Uh, at one point, Leguizamo and Jarul try to make a run for it, and they're both killed. Um, it's pretty sad. I did get a screenshot of the close-up on Leguizamo's, uh, <laughs> on the headshot. He suffers yes. and the zoom in on his dead face. <laughs> yes. I, we we will have to post it. I, I did get it's a screenshot so ridiculous. Of it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love like so they don't shoot them. Um, like immediately because they're behind a snowbank, and it's like yep. I'm not sure if you understand what like a sniper's bullet would do to a snowbank. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, again, to be generous, if if they had said like, oh, I can't see them, not that they're undercover, like concealment, right? Like I yeah, I can't make I can't make the shot because I can't see where they are. That would make sense. Yeah,
1: but they ca- I don't know I feel like they from their vantage point that, but you know that's just it's a quibble that's a cinema sense thing i don't want to be you know i don't want to <laughs> i don't going to get that nitpicky but it's it's it was just a bit ridiculous yeah it, it could have just easily been like a concrete barrier or right. something yeah um but it's just it also sucks that they die um i guess in the second act i guess it's like towards the end of the second act and it's really yeah that's where the film is loses me once once they yeah. die I mean Leguizamo yeah. has like such energy um that no other actor brings to this
0: movie <laughs> yeah because because Fishburne is good it's just he's very like laconic He's yeah. very like lo- low-key good um right and his character is supposed to be you know like the, the,
1: the cold calculating badass um yeah. he he has some decent like funny lines he's the o- one of the only actors that like it has some sense of humor um yeah but that's but that's entirely missing in this film as well like the original has a a pretty good sense of humor um like the the chemistry between some of the the characters in the actual precinct um it, it it there there is chemistry because like there is humor um, you know, they, they use humor as like a coping mechanism basically as they're under siege. Right. Um right. and the main um I guess kind of the uh the character who um bishop who Fishburne is replacing, he's also the the uh the funniest character in the original. His name is Napoleon Wilson. Um Fuck, and yes. he's also like a, a criminal mastermind. Um amazing. But uh yeah, I don't know. I just I wish this fun this movie was funnier. Like it just and it just takes itself way too serious.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. It definitely commits that sin. Um. That legitimate cinema yes, sin. Legitimate cinema bullshit. <laughs> yes. A a a cinema a cinema cardinal sin, not one of those venial sins. <laughs> um. So yeah the the siege continues. Um, one of the other cops that works at the precinct. He's kind of drunk and he drives over to visit what he imagines to be the the small group having a party cuz he he wants to score with Adriana yes. basically. <laughs> uh the the horny the horny guy, I think his name is Capra. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Capra. Frank yeah. Capra. Frank Capra's Frank Capra's, son. Capra. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Capra's grandson. Uh Frank Capra's horny fil- horny grandson filson. Um yeah he he comes in and he he makes it through the cordon without being shot because in in part because um Ethan Hawk helps him cover him and bring and bring him inside um oh and i guess this happens before Leguizamo dead because Leguizamo immediately accuses him of being a plant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Leguizamo yeah. accuses him of uh, being yeah, a plant. And then, which, um and then he
0: was one of the one of the interesting wrinkles.
1: I was like, oh, okay, we're we're adding yeah. something into this film. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's there's <laughs> there's some conflict here, like another kind of level of conflict that I thought was interesting. But uh, but then Capra kind of just disappears. Yeah, it just disappears until it is revealed he, that there is an actual
0: mole. But. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he's in he's in handcuffs in a back room somewhere. Um, then, like with Samuel, Joe will get killed. Um, they figure out how to escape because Officer Officer Dipshit O'Shea he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, there, there's, there's a sewer. Yeah, I, I just remembered, I just There's just a remember sewer the grate, sewer tunnel." <laughs> it's like okay, e- even come up with a better answer. Just say like, "Oh, I found it." Like I I I was look I was looking for more ammo in the basement and I kicked it over and oh it was there like there's a there's a grate let's try it Uh, anything literally anything
1: but I oh I forgot
0: I'm a dumbass so dumb um oh and actually before this god this fucking movie they try another escape attempt they have Anna and Doctor Maria Bello try to go into one of the SUVs and hotwire it right yeah yeah and they do and they're about to get away but then the cop that was hiding in the back seat uh shoots anna and captures the doctor
1: yeah yeah and this is it straight from the original um one of the yeah. one of the yeah one of the inmates uh escapes and gets to a car and you know he's he's driving away and he's gonna get to the phone because um, it's in the age of payphones, and he he's yep. almost at a payphone, and then yeah, guy comes up from the backseat and blasts his head off. Um, but it's just like expertly filmed by John Carpenter, of course. Yep, yep.
0: We um, we do get a quick explanation at the beginning. By the way, they're like, oh, well, our, our radio is down too. And ethan hawk the military man he's like huh that's not very easy to do that's weird it's like it can't be like how do bishop's men have access to such technology yeah yeah and that's our first tip off that it's actually the cops right um so yeah they, they do that and then um robert duval just executes the doctor point blank which i was pretty surprised by yeah that was
1: pretty wild like i i really thought in the end because she would end she up w- with ethan hawk
0: yeah yeah they I, survive i I thought like bare minimum they would have like ended the movie on a flirty note, like, oh, okay, Sergeant, I'll see you at your next appointment, well don't i'll i'll I'll, I'll, I'll be there on time, like doctor, just like this bullshit flirty awful line reading, but like no, she just gets like captured right in the head, yeah, yeah, I guess it's like a way to be like Early aughts, edgy
1: too, right? You know, yeah. I guess it, it, it makes it, sense like, in keeping with this film.
0: It's like when they kill, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight, right? Yeah, no, it's true. It's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But
1: from here, so I mean, like, it's kind of like a a rush to the finish after this. Like, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they go out into the sewer. And they, well, they go into the sewer, they get out, and like immediately as they get out, um Robert Duvall, <laughs> we got to stop saying that. His <laughs> name's not Robert Duvall, it's Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne and, and his, you know, uh, gun thugs are surrounding them. And they're yep. like, oh no, how did they figure it out? And, you know, lo and behold, there is actually a mole, but it's uh, Officer O'Shaughnessy um uh, who.
0: Turncoat O'Shaughnessy? Yeah, Turncoat
1: O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> um who had been working with them all along
0: and then oh and then and then um bishop baits him into coming over into punching him he's like you fat irish alcoholic piece of shit like i always hated you blah 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 and officer officer mickface I can say Mick. I'm part Irish. I'm allowed to say <laughs> it. Uh, he's like, "What did you say?" I'm I'm am a 40 year man. He runs over, he punches him. He starts beating him up, and then um, Bishop slips a flashbang grenade into his pocket, which is like a super Joker move, like yeah. right, to 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 insult, like the uh, bait a cop into like attacking you, and then you put like a bomb in his pocket, like a, 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 as a joke, as a as a prank, <laughs> you know, um, and then it goes off in his pocket and everyone gets down and then well bishop is able to warn ethan hawk what's happening and um they close their eyes the flashman goes off and they're able to like fight off and kill some of the cops
1: yeah yeah and then some terrible edits later they're like randomly in a forest <laughs> Yes.
0: Uh the the Wikipedia calls it um a small urban forest. Yes, I, I saw believe. that. I was like, oh, yes, my favorite, a small urban forest. <laughs> uh but yeah, that happens. Um God, what else? Uh oh yeah, uh, Officer O'Shea, his like whole arm got blown off by the grenade, so he's dead. Yeah. Um Adriana and Capra, who is exonerated by um the irish turncoat they they run to a suv they start to escape but then they crash because the, one of the few surviving officers shoots them or shoots the, the tire out um they're stuck he's watching walking over to finish them off um i don't know if capra dies or if he survives
1: nah, it doesn't
0: yeah very very poorly edited uh adriana him tells again, him to protect so. She says, pretend you're dead, which would be funny if he actually was dead. That's what I thought. I thought they were gonna be like, yeah, Oh yeah, 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 you're actually dead. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um She tries to escape, but the officer like grabs her by the throat and is holding her against the, the car and uh she gets a cool knife kill. She stabs him beneath the chin, up into his head.
1: Um, and she had previously learned to strangle uh from oh my <laughs> god we forgot that an awful scene of How dialogue between this? her and fishburn where she's like did you really take a guy's spine out he's like no i just i took his his windpipe out his adam's apple you just have to like choke a man this way and then she's yeah. like i don't know i'm getting horny thinking about it. He's like yeah of course sex and death eros and
0: thanatos <laughs> It's like ah uh, uh, yes, uh Machiavelli, Sun Tzu. Uh, he's Machiavelli. Like, he's like Gorka. This is he's playing Gorka. He's yes
1: like, he's... Joker Gorka. Jorka Jorka Bishop. Jorka Bishop. That's um, a really good comic book name, actually. Jorka Bishop is good. Um Um but yeah, then in the small urban forest, uh Gabriel Byrne... uh <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, Ethan Hawke, and some SWAT guy like they just have a shootout.
0: Yeah, there, there's
1: some the bad guys die.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, can can I trust? I, can we trust each other? Even though you tried to run away and yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he he held Adriana at gunpoint and was using her as a shield to escape before they got captured by the cops above ground. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like yeah, we have to work together and yeah, I I think oh i thought this was kind of neat and if like this movie had any semblance of coherence it would have played this up more uh the plan was for ethan hawk to run and to draw the attention of the night vision cop and then jorka bishop would shoot the night vision cop after he revealed himself right and if they had tied that into ethan hawk in the very beginning in the prologue he got a leg wound right so like if they made thematic like oh he he's he's throwing off his weakness that got his partners killed and like he's he's learning to literally run on his own now and like and trust in himself like that could have been a nice little tie a nice little circle to the be- from the beginning to the end but no right there's nothing, yeah there's i know if he would have force gumped it right you know but no. uh <laughs> i mean not like i like kind of yeah like like not so not so like dumb but like <laughs> basically uh but
1: no they don't do that um no no. And then there's just a very, like, lifeless uh, little Mexican standoff between Gabriel Byrne and Ethan Hawke, in which they both shoot each other. But, of course, Ethan Hawke gets the, the headshot on Gabriel Byrne. Yep. Yep. Um.
0: And that's the movie. That's the
1: movie, yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke lets Bishop uh, go. And then, like, uh, when they're saved by the fire department for some reason. Oh, because they, they do put the station on fire. They do uh, burn Precinct 13 down. Uh, right. So when the cops right. The the, not the the cops The fire cops The uh, firefighters come They're <laughs> like Is there anybody else out here And Ethan Hawke's like
0: uh, No It's just us Yep Yep Yeah And then um, He and Adriana Walk off into the The sunrise Cause they They survive until sunrise um, And they have their the Flirty awful. shit
1: They do the flirty they, thing. Yeah they do yeah, Instead of him and Maria and, like, Bello
0: <laughs> And they were They were doing flirty stuff At the beginning of the movie yeah. But like Adriana was doing it with everyone. Exactly. So like it's not even like a them thing. No.
1: Mm. And they don't really flirt throughout either, right? It's really just the beginning, and then here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm the office flirt. I'm gonna flirt with you, Sergeant. And now it's I'm gonna flirt with everyone else. And and then we we get reminded of that at the end and how out of place it is. Yeah. No, it's an awful ending. It's also
1: a, a terrible last shot. It's a crane shot from them them oh walking away, so and then it dumb. cranes up to show you a CGI Detroit in the background.
0: Yep, <laughs> with the CGI awful uh, sunrise yes. and like we get some weird generic like I don't know like what what's that what's that shitty band everyone hates? Um, There's a lot of those. Yeah, I know, but it's like of this time. It's it's like uh, oh it's like a meme band how much everyone hates him i don't know it's that song look at this photograph oh yeah yeah. nickelback that's it it's like shitty nickelback music yeah
1: you know it's it's the the score to this movie in general is just fucking awful dog shit so bad um and it also like the shot lingers too long on on that um very long cgi detroit uh with a terrible lens flare like it's just like wait why are we stuck on this can you can we credits already please <laughs> the credits do redeem the film though with the rap song that talks about the plot of the movie <laughs> do you know who sings it no I don't mm. yeah, do I, you can find it on IMDB that? if we want to do some live action research I, I hope it's Ja Rule
0: oh my god that'd be amazing <laughs> user review the first one that pops up it's six stars full star rating on IMDb generic but enjoyable yeah. by Christian123 <clears throat> from from May 16th 2005 amazing <laughs> this guy ran right onto IMDb <laughs> as soon as he saw it hell yeah he's gotta be a
1: super user I bet he does that for every fucking movie he sees uh, oh yeah 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 performed by performed by KRS-One K- yeah I don't know who that is he's a rapper i i would assume it is a rap song yes
0: <laughs> i'm just i'm just looking here he um he's done a lot of he's done a lot of music yeah yeah
1: no i i mean i'm familiar with the name i'm sure there's people out there like you don't know care as one <laughs> sorry folks <laughs> but uh it's a great song it's better than
0: the whole movie for sure <laughs> yeah god what a what a slug um i i disagree with christian one two three this was not generic but enjoyable this was <laughs> uniquely uniquely weird enough pudding yeah yeah not good um workers of note uh oh yeah this is right up your alley this is this is your this is your thing uh so we have mike cavanaugh who is the key
1: snow effects man uh yeah. and Laird mcmurray what an amazing <laughs> name uh snow special effects coordinator um, I don't know
0: why the name Laird is so funny to me. It's just it's, <laughs> it's, It makes me think of like Like the d and The witch D&D d nerd from King of the Hill Or something Cause it's, it sounds like lair oh, It's yeah, like yeah. Oh, My name is Laird Welcome to Laird's lair or something. <laughs> I'm gonna make my snow And my lair My snow Laird.
1: <laughs> so i get snow king over here in a snow lair <laughs> oh yeah the, the ice king from yeah, exactly um but the snow effects are fine you know they're, sometimes it's definitely CGI but uh, it looks pretty good like there's some some decent snow uh photography in this film
0: uh the the touching death scene of Leguizemo like, with, with the headshot uh he's lying in a pile of snow and it looks yeah it, it doesn't distract from the glory of his dead face yeah it's
1: like, <laughs> yeah um, and even when like Maria Bello dies and uh, cause that's Queen, another headshot right? we see her face they do focus on like a dead person's uh, face especially the main characters um, and like the the blood that wells up like in the snow like behind her yeah. you know, head yep. for the exit wound like was oh, mm-hmm. decent I mean it was obviously all CGI like it's not you know
0: oh a, yeah, yeah a but, real you know they, they didn't have to do that it could have just been like a yeah shot and then the body falls over yeah, and that's but it
1: it looked it looked fine so yeah. um kudos snow people uh kudos to you <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh what do we got for uh broke closing thoughts um any enterprising uh superhero nerds out there just like myself <laughs> um I don't know. I, I just think this general story would lend itself well to taking place in the Batman universe. Just like put it in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Assault on Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Batman has to team up with the criminals he trusts, and and doesn't. He has to contain the ones he doesn't. Maybe like the Joker. He does. He doesn't want to let Joker out. But like, it's like, oh, Two Face, you're kind of a good guy. You can fight alongside me. Just if you want to write that spec script before I do, that'd be great. <laughs> Or it could Credit be like if
1: you do that. Harley is in Arkham and like the Joker and his goons are trying to get in to get Harley out. That's good. But Harley good. actually ends up teaming up with
0: Batman or something. Yes. And then also yes. like,
1: and you know, Scarecrow and everybody else in there.
0: Or just like the more sympathetic villains, like like Clayface is pretty tragic yeah. usually. Yeah. Um like Two Face is always conflicted. Um uh, I don't know, who's who's another like tragic more more uh, okay, man Bat like, uh, <laughs> Man Bat, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess like the Penguin Because he's like he, he, Penguin isn't like a, a sadist He's just more like greedy Right, yeah So like he that, would, would kind of like, be trust him more.
1: Yeah, the the wild card, right? Like where you're just Ooh, like yeah. Uh, yeah, like you have a certain set of skills So like yes, we'll allow you to help us But we don't really trust you Because you might right. be it for yourself Yeah, right. yeah And then there'd be like Victor Zaz. You're just
0: like, no, fuck this guy Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then, of course, Joker's like, oh, Victor, come out and join the party or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, no, that'd be dope. That'd be much better than this movie.
0: And, like, Wasamo could play Victor Zez, because he had Victor Zez's energy in this he, one. He
1: does. He really does. Um, or he could even play Two-Face, because lawyer. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And he kind of, oh, like, yeah. has that where... Sometimes he seems somewhat normal, and sometimes he seems more like coked out. His character because there's those moments where he has the moments of clarity where he's like, "Oh, here's the Constitution." And there's other moments where he's talking about like conspiracy theories.
0: Oh, and also, fucking Fishburne has a little bit of two face when he's like, "Eros and Thanatos," like the two sides of the same coin. Oh, yeah. There's no. There's a lot of a
1: lot of uh, rogues, uh, Batman rogues gallery touchstones here oh sure um, uh what do, what do we have for woke yeah woke um so all you drea de Matteo fans out there um you know if uh you're jones in for uh more of her acting skills uh and uh you've you've watched past uh a certain season of the sopranos where spoiler things happen to her uh <laughs>
0: yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's leave it at that uh, you Um, can watch this film and uh i mean she's like we kind of said earlier more or less the same character with uh less of a uh, pronounced accent
0: yeah no she's she's great um I, i i like her as an actress just in general she's she's good and um again this the same line with this movie she does a good job but she does a good job with with not much yeah
1: yeah and and like she survives to the end, which is nice.
0: Like, I really yeah, thought she I, would get was killed little, earlier. I I thought she would have died, and Doctor Sibian would have lived yeah, same. because like it, it's like the Madonna horror thing. Like the the flirty one that sleeps around is gonna die, and the 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 professional, intelligent, proper proper woman is gonna live. But no, they they flipped her. Yeah. Well, it's the, the Marxist bona fides again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, Francis Truffaut, wherever the fuck your name is, always forgiven. Um, bespoke. My bespoke. Uh, if you want to burn down a police station, um, which which is good, because that's been happening a lot because um, of the events in Kenosha, um, maybe you'll get some inspiration from this movie because they do burn down a police they station. They do,
1: yeah. Uh, the cops burn down themselves. Well, a cop and a crook. Uh. A cop and his joker best friend. Yes. <laughs> down, his,
0: joker, his joker-fied... His joker-fied, cool, black best friend <laughs> burned burn down the cop station. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it just some, ni- some nice imagery there. Maybe we'll post some sc- screenshots of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fitting end to Precinct 13, for sure. And to, and all, precincts out precincts out to all precincts out there. To all precincts, <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's what's frustrating about this movie, because um, like th- there's a lot of, like, again, if, if they waited... A decade to make this. I mean, in 2015, when Black Lives Matter was kind of first really gaining traction, yeah. then, Um like, there, there's so much anti-police sentiment potential um here. The cops are literally villains. They have to cops realize that criminals have humanity. They have to fight off a common enemy. Like capitalism and the carceral state drive people to do things that are monstrous. Right. Like it, it's all it's all it there. Just it's all there. None of, none of it's realized
1: no it's uh it has the the hallmarks of a uh of a really good modern remake but um really terrible execution i mean yeah I just i could not believe um how uh yeah just how it missed the mark so it was just so off um yeah, yeah.
0: uh before we sign off and officially end carpenter month um I do want to do the plugs uh, that we've been doing. Um, find us on Patreon, pro underscore con. Uh, on Twitter, at proletarian C. Um, that's proletarian C with no spaces. Uh, on Facebook, proletarian contrarian. Uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure if you just search that in the search bar, you could find us. Um, and on Instagram, we are at uh, proletarian period contrarian, no spaces. Uh, follow us, like us. Give us money. RTS, uh. favor us, give us... <laughs> Give us some money. Give, give, us, give us a buck. Give us a buck a month. You can afford it. Um, yeah, and as sad as I am to bid farewell to Carpenter Month, we do have Guest Month coming up. We do.
1: And I also, I figure we'll probably have another Carpenter Month one of these uh, years because, like, we yeah. didn't even scratch the surface of just shitty John Carpenter movies, right? I mean, there's still memoirs of yeah. the Invisible Man. Um, <laughs> yes.
0: I, I am... Really morbidly curious to see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 Yeah, me too. Actually, Cause, cause I've I've seen the first one. I saw the first one. Oh, the games, really? Actually, Shit. Uh, with my friend Pete, who does listen to all these episodes. How you doing, Pete? Hey, Pete. Um, but yeah, the the second one I hear is just like, well, well, well. First, the first one is just like a a shot for shot remake. It's like it's just like a longer, more indulgent remake. It, it's so That's boring. That's incredible. And dumb. Yeah, not shot for shot, but like beat for sure. Pete. Yeah, yeah uh it's just like no imagination like um but the second one apparently is like batshit insane yeah i've heard it's like like
1: incredibly brutally gory
0: that and also there's like weird lynchian surreal elements interesting like like there's a horse a white horse at one point okay all right i think michael myers hallucinates and he he sees his mother, like, riding on his dead mother, riding on a white horse. That's amazing.
1: Uh, the, yeah, it's a pale just, horse of uh, y- the Bible. Yeah, Have very, su- you heard of it. very subtle.
0: Very <laughs> subtle there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd be interested in seeing that one. Um, I would put myself through the thing prequel for the show i guess i don't know about that we could we could stick to
1: like actual john carpenter movies like uh escape from la which i think is actually super fun fuck yes
0: i do i do yeah yeah. okay yeah fuck fuck the thing prequel (laughs) i want to (laughs) we just we just we need one more we have our carpenter month yeah no it's true we could just
1: i don't know do it for october (laughs) no we'll do it next year we'll we'll do it next year every year
0: a carpenter a carpenter month per year one coming a month per year until we get to a good movie podcast <laughs> um but yeah no we we have a really cool slate coming up of of guests i'm really excited uh returning and new yes. new people yes
1: um i actually think we might have enough guests for it to be uh both september and october so we'll see we might just do guests yeah maybe for the rest of the year we'll do guests we don't know folks <laughs>
0: we'll figure it, we'll out. Figure it uh, out but yeah we lo- lots of guest content coming up which is, which is always fun yeah for sure and free publicity for us because they're invested in their own <laughs> yeah, episodes
1: exactly you know guest, guest episodes do pretty well i will say yeah. so yeah. um but uh thanks well, for in- indulging in our john carpenter slash uh john carpenter adjacent month uh and especially yes. that it was a five monday month uh thanks for sticking with us folks
0: yeah it was great uh john carpenter i love you come on our show um yes, hope you're doing well in
1: quarantine making music i know you had to put um the new um halloween film on hold but you know it's the right thing to do it's fine
0: and i hope you i hope you're playing a lot of sonic because he loves Sonic yes, the Hedgehog. yes i wonder what he
1: thinks of the sonic the hedgehog movie he has to come on this oh podcast to review God. the sonic movie
0: that that would be. We'd have to end the show after that because it would all be done. Oh yeah, after. for sure.
1: That's the last episode. Okay. We
0: yeah. Well, we we need that, and then we need um. We need uh, what movie? I don't know what movie we would do, but for Joe Dante. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. He would definitely. He'd come up with something from like the fifties that no one's yeah. heard of that had a really yeah, poor yeah. reception, but he loves or something.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Yeah okay so that that that's that's the thesis statement for the show from now yeah, on get, this get
1: them on pro con <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um oh i guess i guess one last one last plug um uh which our uh, friend of the show which chaos his movie one night in bangkok is officially available um i think on most streaming platforms now
1: yes that's right uh,
0: yeah so go 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 do our boy a favor watch it um I, I was not buttering him up baselessly when, when <laughs> we had him on the show. I, I genuinely did like the movie. Um, it's a great tight little tight little crime thriller, uh, very very heavy aesthetic vibes that I really appreciated. Um, but yeah good performances go see yeah
1: it. yeah mark dacascos is great in it yes, um, yes so if you like him in john Wick three you'll definitely like him here i think a meat a meatier role you know more more to say and do um sure yeah i, I mean he's the main. he's character. a big character so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah go see it um and we will see you next time we will see you then folks
1: Yeah. KRS-One about to wreck the joint, how a scene opens up at the edge of Detroit, where the cops go beyond the laws, where enemies work together by putting
2: their shit on pause. So what does it mean assault on freezing 13? You about to see just what the dirt brings. It's working, that force I am inserting, like Lawrence Fishburne when it's time to hurt things. Ethan Hawke, man, he faced all that. I hold a mic like Ja held the baseball bat. I stay ahead like a or cap the ways of the world, Chris don't chase all that. We're getting up out of here. Yeah.